Well, hey friend, how's it going? I hope you are having a wonderful day. What's the weather like where you're at? Is it cooling off? It is here in North Texas. I have to tell you, it's officially that time of year where you wear a sweater in the morning and then you totally regret it in the afternoon. But I have to admit, I'm loving it. I'm totally here for it. Question, do you ever struggle to find balance between working on your business and being the great mom you want to be? I have to say mom guilt is one of those things that is super common for those of us that want to do all the things and want to do them well. If mom guilt has got you down, today I'm sharing five tips for being a great mom and a successful online business owner. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Ever feel like life is passing you by? Do you want to have a purpose-filled business that lights you up? Do you keep procrastinating and putting your dreams on the back burner? When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt ready or qualified. After I had a session with a coach that totally shifted my perspective, everything changed for me. Hi, I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mama, mindset coach, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of fear and perfectionism and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. On this podcast, you'll learn how to renew your mind, get clarity on your purpose, and make confident decisions so you can walk out your faith with focus and consistency to finally create the freedom you want in your life and business. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. So I just want to start off this discussion by saying that if you are a mom and you're listening to this, you're doing a good job. Even if you feel like you aren't, even if you feel like you're failing, even if you wish you were doing better, even if you think that there's so many things that you should be doing differently, you're doing a good job. I offer that encouragement to you because that is the same encouragement that was offered to me whenever I felt like I was failing. Years ago, when I just really was struggling, I reached out to a friend of mine and she told me, she was like, Kayla, people that truly are bad moms probably aren't all that concerned about being a bad mom. That perspective did help me think about things a little bit differently. And I recognize that I love my children so much and I want to get everything right for them, but I'm also a human and so are you. Day in and day out when we are taking such great care of our children and we are, quote, getting it right, there's very little recognition. There are rarely those moments of like pats on the back that say, oh, you're doing a great job, right? But whenever we think we get it wrong, man, the weight of that is heavy. Our brains like to fixate on those moments and tell us all the things that we're doing wrong, all the things that we should be doing differently, all the ways that we're failing, And rarely does it focus on what we're doing right and what we're doing well. So before we get into today's episode, I just want you to take that in. Mama, you are doing a good job. The Lord has entrusted you with these children, and I know that you take that seriously, or else you probably wouldn't be listening to this episode. Okay, so let's get into the five tips. 
The first one is to recognize that the time you spend beating yourself up and shooting yourself isn't benefiting your child. So this is a mindset shift, okay? And this is one that I learned early on when my oldest daughter was very small. I had this big aha moment, revelation, whatever you want to call it. And while it wasn't related to work at the time, knowing this truth about mom guilt has kept me from getting stuck in it when it comes to my business. So here's the story. All right. So whenever my daughter was really little, my husband and I had not been out on a date night in a very long time. And so we decided we were going to go out. We were going to leave her with my mom here at our house. My mom was going to stay with her and she wasn't really feeling that great. Um, she wasn't like definitely sick or anything. She didn't have fever or anything, um, but she was just, you know, not feeling very well. And so because we hadn't been out in so long, my husband and I really needed some time together to connect as adults. We went ahead and went, okay? And then later, whenever we came back, well, sure enough, she had developed a fever. She was actually sick. And I mean, it wasn't anything more than just your normal kids having a fever, getting sick kind of a thing. This was way before the whole, you know, 2020 craziness where everybody was so concerned about being ill. Um, but still, because she was so little and because I kind of knew she wasn't feeling well before we went, I felt so bad about going. And my thought was, I should have stayed home. I should have stayed home. And I felt guilty. I felt guilty about going out on that date because I felt like I should have been there if she was sick. And now some of you may be like, what? Especially if you have older kids now like I do, you're probably like, what? It's fine. It's fine, girl. No problem. But this is the thing. Mom guilt doesn't always have to make sense. My friend, it's not always logical. So anyway, I felt bad and I felt guilty about it. And so, you know, at this time, it's like the next day I'm home with her. She's sick. I'm taking care of her. And this is around the time that I was really starting to get into thought work and looking at my thoughts, taking my thoughts captive, understanding what I was thinking about and how it was impacting my life. And so what I recognized was that I was here taking care of this child that was sick, but mentally I was beating myself up about going out the night before. And I recognized that actually, because I was so focused on that thought I should have stayed home, it was actually keeping me from doing what I should do right now, which is be focused on caring for my child. Now, yes, of course I was taking care of her, but I wasn't present in the moment. Instead, I was taking the focus away from her in this current moment. And instead I was focusing on myself and what I thought I had done quote unquote wrong. And I realized that feeling guilty, beating myself up about something that I feel like I should have done differently or I should be doing differently, it doesn't actually make me show up better for my child. It actually makes me show up worse for my child because instead of being focused on her, I'm focused on me and not in a good way either. <laughs> I'm focused on making myself feel bad. So, you know, lose, lose. And I'm so grateful that I caught myself in that thought and in the result that it was creating because it has helped me to really avoid a lot of mom guilt. Because whenever I feel myself starting to get into that, you know, those thoughts and that thought pattern and, and you know, feeling guilty and feeling bad, 
I know that not only is it not good for me, but it's not good for my child. And that helps me really interrupt it and stop it and just say, okay, like I'm, I'm, I need to forgive myself. I need to let it go. And I need to focus on what's really important here. The second tip is to spend focused time with your kids every day, even if it's only a small amount. Spending that focused time with your child is so important and you may have to set a timer. I used to have to, whenever my kids were really small, I would set a time or really young rather, I would set a timer for sometimes 15 minutes at a time and then I would just do whatever they wanted to do. And of course, depending upon their age, that was different things. Now for four and five-year-olds, that usually means they want to boss you around (laughs) for like, you know, the entire 15 minutes. It's not really playing anything. They just want to tell you what to do. I'm home with my kids a lot. I work from home. We also homeschool. And so, you know, my kids get a lot of FaceTime with me, but it's not always that quality time. Having dedicated times where, you know, we are spending quality time together, but it's not me as their teacher or just being physically present in the room, but actually me being engaged with them is good for both of us because I know whenever I go to bed at night, I spent that quality time with them. My mom always worked outside the home whenever I was a kid and I didn't get a lot of face time with her, but I always had a very good relationship with her and I always felt like she was a great mom. And looking back, I think the reason for that is because When she was home from work in the evenings, she did spend time connecting with me and having that quality time. And so even though it wasn't a lot of time, it was sufficient in making me feel secure and loved. I think one of the unique challenges of being an online business owner or um, a mom who is, you know, growing her business, who is also at home with her kids so much. And, you know, this used to be kind of a rare thing. um, But, you know, since (laughs) since the last few years have been kind of crazy, more people are working from home. It's a more common issue that because we are at home with our kids so much more than we were before, we feel like we should be constantly interacting with them. And so sometimes we feel guilty because we're not and we are focused on other things. I think one of the reasons that we end up feeling so guilty is because even when we're with our kids physically, we're not with them mentally. We are thinking about all the other things that we need to do. And at the same time, whenever we are doing our work, we're thinking about how we should be spending time with our kids. So the more intentional we can be about spending that quality time with our children and then also having a designated time to work on our business, the better. Which brings me to the third tip, which is to create some boundaries. And I could do a whole episode on this. I probably will do a whole episode on this at some point, but I'm just going to go over some quick things today. One way to create a boundary is to create a work schedule or business hours. Now, with my first business that I had whenever um, I was pregnant and had my, my first daughter, I wanted to be home with her as much as I could, but I also needed to run my business. And so I consolidated my work schedule down to two very long days. Now, at that time, I was doing my personal training business, and so I was working outside of the home on those days. And so I had very clear and defined business hours. And during that time, there was someone to take care of her. But whenever I started working from home online doing coaching, 
well, that changed a lot because now I'm home and now I feel like I need to be doing all the things, right? I need to be working on my business. I need to be caring for the children. I need to be um, doing the laundry. I need to be keeping the house. And like, I'm constantly pulled in a ton of different directions. That time boundary of these are the work hours and this is when I work, it just wasn't there. And as I've coached women over the last five years, I've heard the same thing. Work time bleeds into family time, bleeds into childcare, all the things. And so I want to encourage you, if you can, to create a work schedule or business hours and just recognize that, you know, it's going to need to be flexible, okay? <laughs> like things happen. But just to have an idea to try to find a, a, something that works for you. Although my kids are older now and they're able to entertain themselves more than they used to be, I also am, you know, schooling both of them. And so some of my work time is in the morning before they get up. Communicating your business hours and work schedule to your family is super important, both to your kids and to your spouse. Depending upon the age of your kids and, you know, kind of what they're used to, it could take some time to kind of um, teach them that this is your work time and to respect it. I've tried different things over the years. There have been times where they would be able to do a special activity like independently while I was working. There have been times I've hired a young teen to be a mother's helper that, um, that you know, plays with the kids and keeps them entertained while I'm working. There have also been times where I've just had to, you know, make it work in the pockets of time that I have. When I first started working from home, I had my desk and my computer and everything downstairs near the living room, we have kind of an open concept floor plan. And I liked that because I don't like to just be in a room somewhere where it's really quiet and everything. I'm someone that likes to work at a coffee shop. I like kind of the background noise and the background movement of things. For whatever reason, I've just always kind of worked better that way. And so I liked having my desk there. But the problem was that I kept getting interrupted. And I'm sure you've heard this before. I can't remember exactly the exact number. I think it's like 20 minutes where they say that, you know, if you're interrupted from a task, it takes like 20 minutes for you to really like be able to be able to shift your focus back to it. Don't quote me on that time. But even if it's five minutes, you're losing a lot of valuable time just from being interrupted. And I would like to tell you that it was my kids that were interrupting me the most, but actually it was my husband because whenever I was sitting there physically, if he had a question about where something was in the pantry or, you know, what to feed the kids for breakfast or whatever it was, even though it was my work time, because I was sitting right there, he, you know, felt like he could just ask me about it. And the same thing with the kids. And their thoughts were totally, you know, oh, this will just take a second for me to ask her. But for me, you know, it was that, okay, now I'm breaking focus from whatever I was doing and now I have to get back into it. And so I'm losing much more than, you know, the 30 seconds or whatever that I had to take to answer the question. So because of that, I decided that I needed a door. <laughs> I needed to be somewhere that had a door that I could close for whenever it was work time. And uh, that's whenever I moved my desk and my computer and all my things up to our spare bedroom to be able to have an actual dedicated office. Now, I know that might not be a possibility for you. Um, you know, for a long time, it wasn't for me because my kids were, you know, all of our bedrooms were taken up and then they decided to room together. And so we actually had a spare bedroom. 
But even if you can't have a dedicated office, do what you can to create a workspace that is separate where you won't be interrupted if it's possible, if you can, um, somewhere where maybe there is a door. And I say this not just to keep people out, but actually to keep you from getting distracted as well. Because when you're working from home, it's easy to be distracted by laundry and by, you know, that mess over there and all the other things that you could be doing at home. My fourth tip is to let go of perfectionism and just recognize that our kids are part of our lives and be unapologetic about that. I remember how refreshing it was whenever my business coach, you know, her daughter walked on screen or on camera while she was working. Now, I know this isn't the case so much as it used to be, but you know, whenever I first started working from home and doing online business stuff, I thought that I basically had to pretend like I didn't have any children. You know, I, I, the thought of them, you know, asking a question or, you know, opening the door or something like that totally freaked me out. And I know that may sound weird now, but you know, this was back before, you know, so many people were working online and back before kids were home so much. And, you know, just kind of everything that we've gone through the last few years. I'm glad that things have shifted quite a bit since then. And, you know, I spent a lot of time being stressed out and not working and doing so much, not being as effective as I could be, because I felt like there had to be these perfect conditions as though I were in, you know, an office somewhere <laughs> versus at home working with kids around. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, although it is really good to set some boundaries, some work hours, you know, some business hours, things like that, at the same time, don't get so caught up in, you know, what perfect looks like that you don't get stuff done. There was definitely a time where I was not near as effective as I could have been. I didn't make near the progress in my business as I could have because I was hung up on creating this almost like perfect office condition within my home with my children here and it just was not working. And in reality, <laughs> I wasn't working, right? Because I was waiting until things were perfect. And that actually reminds me of a verse that I posted this week in my Facebook group, which by the way, if you haven't joined my Facebook group yet, go over there and join. It's called Mindset Support for Female Christian Entrepreneurs. It's a great place to fellowship and connect. Okay, so I posted Ecclesiastes 11.4, which says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Basically, if we wait until the perfect conditions, like we don't plant anything and therefore we don't reap anything. I have definitely experienced this. And you know, whenever you work from home or are growing your online business and you have kids at home as well, it's a little bit messy. You know, conditions are not always perfect and pristine like they are whenever you go to an office or, you know, a different location and you're working there completely separate and are completely focused on your work. But at home, the lines get blurred a little bit. And I think it's important just to recognize that we can't wait for perfect to make progress. And my last tip is to not let yourself get too depleted. You are trying to grow your business. You are trying to be a great mom to your children. I know you want to do all the things and do them well. And it's really easy to get run down mentally, physically, spiritually. I know we've all heard about self-care and, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, 
whenever I had so much to do, when people would talk to me about self-care, I was kind of annoyed because it just felt like more to do, <laughs> right? It just felt like, like someone was like, here, do all this stuff too. The two things that help me the most are number one, prioritizing my quiet time and making sure that I am spiritually recharged, that I am in the word of God on a consistent basis and that I am getting help from the source versus trying to operate and do everything in my own strength because that's totally my natural tendency. So that's number one. And the second thing is to make sure that I am listening to things that are inspiring, uplifting, and that are helping me become the person that I want to become. And so if you're listening to this right now, that's probably something that's important to you as well. Making sure that I am fueling my mind with the thoughts that are going to create the feelings and drive the actions that are going to produce the results that I want is really one of the most important forms of self-care for me. And the good news is that um, that can be done while you're doing other things. So (laughs) it doesn't necessarily add to your to-do list. Um, It's just something that you can do while you're doing other things. So that's just a suggestion, but also, you know, you know yourself best. What do you need to make sure that you don't get too depleted? Make sure that whatever it is, is a priority for you. Depending upon what it is in the short term, your brain may want to have some mom guilt inducing thoughts whenever it comes to whatever you need. However, think about how differently you show up for your kids and for your business whenever you are giving from your saucer and not from an empty cup. Until next time, I will be over in the Mindset Support for Female Christian Entrepreneurs group on Facebook. Come connect with me over there. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk next time. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Oh, 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 oh,